and good morning and welcome to welcome to um things you might have heard i almost said welcome to your monday the other one of the other things i produce welcome to things you might have heard this is a video and podcast based on how you're perceiving this how you're taking this in that will give you this morning uh ten, eight uh, different headlines uh tens for monday but eight headlines uh, that you vetted as conversational and yes we're going from the uh tv and movie genre a lot plus as the teaser graphic has harry styles we don't have a headline on him but we'll get to him in just a bit celebrations for harry styles all around but we have eight stories that were vetted by you uh by following us on our feeds on facebook and twitter we'll go deeper into how that works out but uh, we call ourselves your news side piece and that is because we think we are taking care of you with some of the stories that are getting missed because you're, you know, this is a crowd that's pretty informed and they keep up with the important things. And so we give you our perspective for the important things as well. But some things that get missed in the loops uh, of going on is when big things are happening. And so we'll have a lot of those happening in today's show, which is stuff from yesterday. As we said, follow us along around the 12 minute mark. We'll get to the end of the headlines. We'll explain how the feeds work, but just stick around for the great news that you guys vetted. And then I curated to give you eight of those stories, not in particular top order, but we are going to start top order today. So let's get into those headlines for today. First one, which was a bit of an oddity, if you will. We post stories, like we said, on Facebook and Twitter. And Twitter essentially runs the roost because of the way things go so fast on Twitter. Uh, things get picked up and Twitter basically puts the, the headlines in some semblance of an order. And then the Facebook response may um, shift the numbers up and down because they will add or subtract uh, in theory to uh, where things line up in the top 10 and for, for top 1 to 30, if you will. This one was a phenomenal uh way out of the ordinary Facebook response where there were more people responded to this article here on Facebook than responded in the basically the, the, the total of of the Twitter. Uh, so there were more Facebook response today than it was in a, for Twitter, which normally doesn't happen. And by about, you know, 50 or 60 total, <laughs> because this was so big, uh, there was more Facebook responses, period. Oh, what are we talking about? King of the Hill revival ordered by Hulu, Mike Judge, Greg Daniels, and original cast set to return. The whole gang is basically back for King of the Hill, going to Hulu for a limited extended series. Now, this is more of a uh, apocalypse of, of culture where we're basically bringing back all the old stuff and, and redoing it. Um, but unlike something like uh, Velma, which is a retelling of the Scooby-Doo history, which is a, basically a prequel that sorts of uh, re does the whole thing king of the hill is coming back basically just as it was everybody's coming back just as they was it's like when family guy went away and came back it's coming back just as it was uh the same old cast hank and peggy and uh, and all the kids and on any Boomhauer and all those guys are coming back standing against the fence and just being the residents of texas that they are now there are some issues that need to be taken care of so one of the things that people are are, are going to scratching heads on or how they're going to deal with the con character because um he's essentially a stereotype and how they're going to deal with some of the things that have changed in the um years that the show has not been on the air a lot of different things have happened technology wise that hank hill can't can't avoid uh smartphones because everybody's got a smartphone how will that get played we shall find out soon as hulu will bring back king of the hill with our man hank hill Next story, Trump sues Bob Woodward for releasing audio of their interviews. As I said yesterday in our teaser, Donald Trump is suing Bob Woodward on um, claiming that the audio compare, a companion to Woodward's book, Rage, 
improperly used recordings of his interviews with the former president. The Trump tapes were released in October and include 20 interviews with Trump. They include 19 times that Trump and Woodward spoke either in person or by phone between December 19th or summer 2019 and August 2020. Trump's suit named Simon and Schuster and Paramount as defendants alleging they observed audio that was subject to limitations. Um, yes, 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 yes. Um, so, so Trump may actually have something to say here by saying that the, the materials used in the interview phase, materials used for for the uh, references for subjects weren't meant to be released to the public without his knowledge because it is his voice. It is his likeness. So he may have something to say about that as a person who deals uh, kind of, uh, you know, on the slide with copyright stuff, essentially making sure that music and and um and words and 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 things uh, are not plagiarized or copyright uh, uh use out of, of context he may have a point there however he's basically deflecting to try to bring some big things down donald trump has a lot of things on his mind and unfortunately donald trump likes having a lot of things going at the same time because he doesn't really have a fully grasping understanding of anything that happens but as long as he's in the spotlight he'll take it this is putting him back in the spotlight and also sort of bringing back some of the glad bad tidings in hopes to help in his presidential run, which seems doomed at the point. Let's move on to this story right here. A very weird, very short write up, a very weird one to happen out there. Assistant high school girls coach. Oh, let's change the Chiron first. Now let's talk about it. Assistant high school girls coach re uh, relieved of duties for impersonating 13 year old player. The story is simple. A Virginia assistant girls basketball coach at a high school was fired after video surfaced of her impersonating a 13-year-old junior varsity player, junior varsity player, uh, on her team and even participating in a game on January 21st. The player's parents are hoping to receive a formal apology from the school. Churchland officials, that's where the team is, is located, Churchland uh, officials determined that both girls' basketball teams wouldn't continue playing the season after the investigation. That's both the junior varsity and the varsity. Uh, this is something you can click the link and go deeper into the story because it gets really, really interesting uh, in the, the mix. But it does bring factor, it does bring up the question, the very simple question, just why? Why? Let's move on to the next story. Moving pretty quick this morning. And it is this one. Gmail creator says chat GPT will destroy Google's business in two years. So Paul Bouchette, the creator of Gmail, uh, thinks that Gmail's business is going to be kind of bust in two years. Many wondered if Google's closing his shop on his main products, uh, the search engine, and much like the Yellow Pages, because you know, chat GPT is essentially pulling all the data from folks and giving thing to them, not just in link form, but in narrative form. Now, Google has built this business largely around the search product. That's what makes us money, the ability to go out there and find things for folks and organize things in ways that make it easy to grab on the things. Is chat GPT going to do, change all that? Probably not. Is chat GPT going to take anyone's job? Very few actual jobs. It may make your jobs easier. It may make people who are basically, you know, scrappy at, 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 at best uh, give people a way to give a, a first draft off the bat. So in that case, it's there. It's still a machine. It still needs, you know, some tweaking. And it's not perfect. I have used chat GPT this year for some blog writing, some article writing. And after uh, going through it, you realize that 
it has a person, it has personality. And as you ask it questions, it follows you and your personality and starts to get a little boring, if you will, and easy to pick out that its structures are pretty the same. Now, if you're just looking for research, it's great. If you're trying to, um, you know, write war and peace, it's not exactly so great. It's not the 10,000 monkeys that you think it might be. Let's move on to the next story that is in our lines for today. Speaking of monkeys, two monkeys missing from Dallas Zoo believed to be taken. Fourth incident to occur in a month. Now, this has been updated because the two monkeys have been found. So we're not going to talk about this story in particular. Although you can check it out because it's interesting there. What's deeper about the Dallas Zoo, as we say, fourth incident to occur this month. Essentially, there have been a rash of what seems to be inside jobs of sabotage to release various animals from the zoo. One group of monkeys decided uh, their cage was open and they're like, dude, we're sticking around. These monkeys were essentially probably going to do the same thing because they're territorial. They like to stay where they are. They're not, they're not, they literally aren't trying to escape and go and do hijinks in, in, in the middle of town. But these people believe were just literally just taken away and, and stolen away. They've been found in a house in Dallas. They are safe. They are sound. They are back in their habitat as of right now, though it's a rather cold uh, habitat there in Dallas. Uh, but this is an issue where they had the snow leopard that was roaming the streets of Dallas for a while and just all sorts of stuff. This is seeming to be inside work. Somebody's sabotaging from inside. And so now the plot does thicken for the Dallas Sioux. Carolina stock extends meme-like surge, heads, heads towards longest win streak in four months. Carvana is a car company that you see commercials on TV. So if you see commercials on TV, you're met, led to believe they're profitable. That is something that is taught in um, advertising, some taught in business, that in order to seem profitable, make sure people see you as progressive in there. Uh, a story, a sidebar I, I don't have time for, but I'll say quickly, uh, when I when you go to Atlanta, there's a big billboard for the So So Deaf uh, record label by Jermaine Dupree. I used to drive past it going to the airport when I was um, in the military going off to um, to, to duty to, 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 to or appointments uh, flying into the airport. Uh, for a long time, that billboard was nearly costing Jermaine Dupree, you know, his rent money, his food money, because he could not really do very much while the actual label So So Deaf wasn't actually performing, but he paid for that billboard. And as people saw that billboard, they assumed when they heard the music that Jermaine Dupree was doing well. That's a gimmick. That's what Carvana is doing with all the commercials. That's what they're doing by driving the cars around. There are Carvana places around, but with the car issues of selling and buying cars, they're not doing as well as one would think, even though you think doing well because there's lots of commercials on TV. What they're having right now is a pretty big surge. First time they've been this hot in about four months. And they're thinking it's meme time, baby. Let's move to the next one. And this is one we almost put into the um, the, the title because it's another TV thing. But we went with the, the one coming up next because it's pretty far-fetched. But let's do this one that's being really, 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 really doing some things to folks out there. HBO's The Last of Us Episode 3 review bombed. Poorly read. By Angry Gamers. HBO's latest episode of The Last of Us aired Sunday to widespread praise and impressive ratings. The episode is apparently getting review bombed by angry homophobic fans of the game. Why would the people watching the show love it? But gamers that being gamers would uh, you know, hate in their heart. Malice in their souls. Uh, not like it. Some of the gamers 
did not like the episode's central love story between Bill and Frank, played by Murray Bartlett and Nick Offerman, who never appear on screen. One of Metacritic's users wrote that they were they turned it off as soon as they saw what was happening, and other users complained that the show's LGBT agenda and LGBT propaganda uh, was way too much for them. Neil Druckmann, the co-creator of the series, said that the subtlety of Bill and Frank's relationship helped get it in the game. And, of course, um, the episode was watched by 6.4 million people on Sunday. This is one of those things that I show the difference between episodic watching of things and back and binge watching of things. This is why the power of storytelling works because you can make people wait on an, an agenda, wait on a storyline. And that's what happened here for this one. Now, people are loving the way the series worked, loving the way it played out and the subtleties of it. Meanwhile, because these things didn't play out in the game, the gamers aren't so happy. And finally, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence confirmed Bad Boys 4 is in the work. So Bad Boys 5 ever, I guess, if you want to call it something. Martin Lawrence, Will Smith shared the news on Instagram on the accounts yesterday, both posting the same video with the story going on. But Martin Lawrence says, yeah, he's got one more film in him, and so we can make this thing happen. Uh, of course, it was reminded that the, the first film, last film was called Bad Boys for Life because um, they can't call this one Bad Boys for life which is why he had the joke five ever for the um you know um girls forever um show which is actually a, a show about a, a, a group of five girls one of them goes one of them dies so they get together for a tour and it's i didn't watch it i'm sure it's not any good uh, anyway but bad boys four coming i'm probably not watching it i'm pretty sure it won't be very good. Let's move on to our tease for today. And this is a big tease. This is uh, breaking news from overnight uh, into the morning. It's something that surprised me as I was lo loading some things up into the queue to go for it. Uh, Dr. Phil to end after 21 seasons as seismic changes in syndicated daytime talk show market continues. This is a story of two tales, tale of two stories, not quite as old as time or as old as rhyme, but as only 21 seasons here for Dr. Phil. And, you know, maybe 50, 60 years in the world of television. Syndication is not what it used to be, not anywhere near what it used to be. So because of that, um, the shows uh, that you see in your afternoon blocks aren't quite working as they used to. In fact, there aren't many afternoon blocks in some cases. Most um, stations who are finding that going to the uh, the chat shows and the Jerry Springers and the Sherry Shepherds and those guys are finding they can just, you know, keep the time spots for themselves, spend, you know, get the get the ad revenues for themselves and just do local stuff with some of their B level and C level um, talent in the newsroom or some local um, celebrities, local people that people like there. And that's happening all over the place here in town. Most there are more or less five local stations with a Fox and a C and a, and a CW uh, Fox and CW, because they're what they are, they don't publish a lot of, they don't have a, a large swath of, of staff, but they actually do. Cause they share it with one of the um, NBC affiliates and they do a lot of the afternoon stuff. It's just the anchors talking about the weather, literally just talking about the weather. Let's talk about this one. If you deem this one worthy of the chit chat, Go to Facebook and Twitter, follow us on our feeds, and engage with this one. Do something amazing like you did with Facebook yesterday for King of the Hill. Facebook.com slash this is the conversation project and Twitter.com slash TH underscore conversation. As you engage in the stories, you like them, you love them, you hate them, you share them, you let me know what stories are worthy of talking about. Tomorrow, we're going to take stories 
from um, the top 15 out of 30 to 33 stories based on how time works that get posted in the day. And we're going to pick eight of those to present to you, just like we did today. Let's move on to more talk about me and specifically about sponsorships. Go to our website. This is the conversationproject.com slash sponsorships. And you can see a big list of our main sponsors, our big time sponsors. Today, we're highlighting Blinkist. Blinkist is an app that allows you to read either via audio or just regular eyeballs books. Yes. Big books. Yes. Very big, very popular nonfiction books and autobiographies. Yes. In 15 minutes or less. Yes. Yes. Blinkist narrows down, takes a book and builds it down into what they call blinks. And these are the main highlighted points of the book. And you can read through them on their app or listen to them in audiobook form as and as a blink and get it done. So a book that's usually a three or four hour read can be read in 15 to 20 minutes. A book that's usually like a 12 or even longer hour read because it's really, really big, usually boil down to about 30 to 40 minutes. And of course, the big thing is you can share the love of Blinkist and reading with a person because it's a twofer type deal. You get one subscription, you can share it with someone you love. Go to this is a conversation project.com slash Blinkist. This is a conversation project.com slash Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. This is an affiliate link, so we do get a little bit of cutback from you going to them. And why would you not share it with someone you love? Why not share it with someone you hate? I'm not sure why that would happen. Maybe, maybe it's it's a way to bring someone you hate into the world of love. I don't know. You can share it. Just share it with someone you know. How about that? Find someone you know who loves books. Share the love of books with Blinkist. Quickly, because we're running a little low, slow today. This is conversationproject.com. As I've said many, many, many times throughout this broadcast, is the main webpage. This is our home on the internet, if you will. So go to the website to find deeper details on what we do. In order to shorten down and keep things a little pithy here, we just send you to the website to see what's there. We have other shows. We have links for other sponsors. We have our partnerships page there. Uh, we have various ways to find this in various different forms at our website. Um, and we have information and links about the feeds as well. Find all that stuff at our website. This is the conversationproject.com. And just let me know what you think about the website and what we're doing here for the show. Now, let's keep things moving. Keep it pithy. Keep it rolling so we can get our time hack. Oh, we went a little too far. Sorry about that. That button. February 1st, we begin. January is over. February is in. Tomorrow's Groundhog Day. We'll get to that in a moment. But today, things start off with birthdays for today. People born one day shy of Groundhog Day. Polly Shore, the weasel, if he still does that, is 55 years old today. Polly Shore, a big part of my growing up as he was all over the place in the 80s and 90s as a, as a Gen X thing. Now he's uh, behind the scenes, doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes, running the comedy store, things like that. Rhonda Rousey is 35 years old today, not doing very much at the moment. She was uh, up to weeks ago, one of the main stars for the WWE, of course, a few years back. She was just kicking ass and breaking arms, literally, in MMA. And now she's taking a break as a storyline uh, dropped her from um, contention from any um, championships, basically because the fans weren't quite liking her. Unfortunately, that happens in the scripted stuff that is the, you know, sports entertainment, air quotes. And Harry Styles, the uh, person on our teaser graphic today, no news about him except he's 29 years old. This is a guy who may be the new Elvis, maybe the new Michael Jackson, maybe the new king of pop, if you will. Uh, the greatest thing out there. Um, just don't say it out loud and just don't make fun of him in dresses because you 
thinks he looks fairly good in a dress. He's only 29 years old. Harry Styles making things happen these days. Yesterday was hot chocolate today. We're going to turn on this head and make today, not because we did it, because someone else did it, dark chocolate day. Yes, the bane of the existence of many uh, a snacker out there. Dark chocolate would actually is good for you, or at least better for you than the regular regular chocolate, because there's less uh, sugars put into it and less of stuff there. It's more of the pure stuff, if you will. Today is dark chocolate day. Now, I can attest that many people um, will refuse to eat dark chocolate just because it's dark chocolate. And so there won't be much celebration on this end. If you are a dark chocolate fan and you unfortunately, you're not unfortunately, you know, iced in like we have to be here. Go get you a big chocolate, dark chocolate and just, you know, go get one of those big baker's chocolates. When I was a kid, um, I, I, like 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 no one figured out when I was a kid once, I saw a big block of baker's chocolate in the, in, in the um, cabinet and I grabbed it and I tried to eat it. And after about, you know, four bites, it basically was throwing up because it was just so ugh, rich. Uh, don't go that far. But, you know, get yourself some dark chocolate, get some dark chocolate M&Ms. They exist. Some dark chocolate um, Hershey's Kisses and one of those smaller dark chocolate chocolate bars and just pinch off of it. Trust me, you'll you'll, you'll get into it. You'll, you'll get used to it. And finally, one more thing you might not have heard, Thursday, tomorrow is Groundhog Day, which naturally leads film fans to thoughts of the classic 1993 comedy from Harold Ramis starring Bill Murray. One of the big questions for many fans of the film is, just how long was Phil Connors, that's Murray, stuck reliving the same day in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, during the events seen in Groundhog Day? Super long pause for there, sorry about that. One article estimated about nine years. Harold Ramis originally estimated 10 on one DVD commentary. Then in response to the nine-year computation, revised that number to be much higher. So how long was it, really? Harold Ramis eventually said, I think the 10-year estimate is too short. It takes at least 10 years to get a good get at anything, and allotting for the downtime and misguided years he spent, it had to be more like 30 or 40 years. Have you ever thought about that? How long was Groundhog Day for Bill Murray's character, Phil, in Groundhog Day? Uh, like we said, some say just about you know a decade. Harold Ramis had to stretch it out after someone said his little wild guess turned out to be kind of close. Think about being stuck in the same time loop, the same day. You're living the same day for 30 to 40 years. Would it drive you crazy? Well, eventually he got out of it, but you know I don't know how much time would have passed if he would not have done that let's get out of here because time has passed here for us here for the show this has been things you might not have heard for tuesday january 31st 2000 oh yeah that's not today it's actually let's get the right graphic because we can't do this without the right graphic wednesday february 1st 2023 just like we planned it to be make sure you stay hydrated stay focused and um Stay limbering on task for all the grand things you have to get done in your life and around stuff. Have a great blast. Celebrate birthdays with the folks. Oh, all the folks having birthdays today include um, Bill Mummy from Lost in Space, who's six to nine and sixty-nine. Uh, Cheryl Finn from Twin Peaks, who's fifty-eight, and um, Heather Morris from Glee, thirty-six. She's not the one we hate. Um, so have some fun. You know, enjoy yourself. Eat some dark chocolate. Go ahead and do it. And we will see you when we do this thing tomorrow.